All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Get Inspired and Innovate. And today on this podcast, we're going to talk about missing the mark. And this is something that I do quite often. Uh, but we have to uh, be okay with failure because if we never fail, then we're never going to get better at what we're trying to do. So, Stephanie, how, how do y'all handle failure there up there in your district? Um, so, it's been a mindset change because the culture had to change when technology came into the picture because a lot of students, you know, and teachers were not going to try technology unless our culture changed. And so we had to allow and model failure and that it was okay if technology did not work. And we had to kind of figure out all the barriers and what we were going to do. Um, so there weren't as many barriers for teachers. So like slow internet, how are we going to make it faster? So that wasn't a barrier for teachers or an excuse. What are we going to do if um, Chromebooks get broken? You know, do we give out loaners? Those kinds of things. So you had to think about like, how can we fix it so every excuse doesn't happen? And I think too with failure, a lot of times I'm like, you know, presenting or doing whatever. And I think I do amazing until I sit back look at the feedback, look at my reflection from that idea, and then I really understand what I need to do to improve. So how do you deal with failure? Well, you know, I, I want to talk about it from the student standpoint for a second. Um, in, in my class, I, I kind of teach the mastery is what, what I call it. I teach in a flip method, but uh, I teach to, to mastery. I want students to master the standards before they move on. I feel like a lot of times in, in a lot of my colleagues' classrooms, uh, a student takes a test, and if they fail the test, they may get a little redirection, but then they just move right on. Um, so I, I think students have a fear of failing because of that. Um, I, I feel like that we should give them opportunities, because I don't know about you guys. I mean, we're not all perfect. Um, I didn't get things right the first time in life. Uh, I'm sure that, that many of us didn't, and we all want that grace so that we said, okay, you screwed up. We're going to give you a second chance on this. But in the classroom, sometimes we, don't, we just don't see that happen. It's, okay, you failed this test. Here you go. Let me reteach you right quick, but we've got to move on. We've got so many standards we've got to hit. We've got so much we've got to cover. This is my pacing guy. We've got to move on um, to where we've got to get to the mindset of, okay, we didn't get through this the first time. Uh, I like what Rita Pearson says. Uh, a kid ha missed 18 out of 20 on a test. Instead of putting a minus 18 on there, she put a plus two on there. And she said, minus 18 will suck the life out of you. But plus two says, you ain't all that bad. So I think that it's finding those points with students and saying, okay, you failed. You screwed up. It's all right. Let's move on. And let's, let's go through this again. And then let's see what happens the next time. And if you don't get it the next time, let's try again. Um, so I think that we have to have that mindset with our students, but we also have to have that mindset with our teachers. Uh, as we were talking on one of our former podcasts, as long as no one's hurt in the process, it's okay. So if you try something and it doesn't work, it's okay. Try something else. So um, that's, that's kind of where we're at with failure and missing the mark because we're not always going to get it the first time. All right, we'd like to bring uh, Tracy Caitlin on at this time. She was in Sydney 19 as a Google Certified Innovator with us. She is coming from us from Australia. Uh, she teaches year six class. Uh, she's a leader of curriculum support. She's a mentor uh, for the dossier of Lismore. 
come on, Tracy, and inspire us today. Uh, talk to us about uh, your innovator project. Uh, talk to us about uh, the it's okay to fail and just inspire us with your words today. Thanks, Lance. Thanks. Um, and hi, Stephanie. Thanks for the introduction, Lance. It's really uh, interesting to listen to yourself or someone talk about you and what, what you've done. Um, I've really enjoyed the process of, of the Innovator Program and my project is mainly about aimed at teachers, aiming te allowing teachers to, um, I guess, be confident in their professional development and take it back to the classroom. But um, when I went to Innovator, one of my really, uh, I guess, putting myself out there was doing a spark session and I did it about my drawing and it was about every mark that matters. And when I sat down to go, what am I going to say to these people that I don't know that are going to come to a room to see me, listen to what I have to say to talk about something that I'm passionate about. And I sat down and I looked at the slide deck that they sent us and I was admiring Stephanie's slides and I'm going, oh, I like that. You know, how, how do I compete to that feeling a bit, um, I guess, like an imposter as such. But then I, um, I sat down and I looked at my, what, I, what I do, my drawing that I do, and it's about uh, using a pen to draw and just put lines on a page that in the end come together to make something uh, which surprises me, something that I guess is successful at the end. But in the process of doing that, it's putting that mark on that page. Um, it's that every one of those marks go together. And then I started thinking about my year six students and how I use it. I've used it in my past with year one students, but now having gone on to year six, it was a bit different as to how they would look at it. And I presented it to them and got them to do it because I've got students in my class who attempt to do things and, or not really attempt to do things. They, they don't want to fail, fail. They don't want to, um, be seen to make mistakes. They think they're perfect and they hesitate before doing anything. So I introduced this every mark matters type of drawing to my students and they started to see, Oh, I like this. And then they build it. And I said, wait till you get to the end of it. It takes a couple of weeks to finish a piece of drawing, but when you get to the end of it, then you look back, you take a photo of it and you just look at what you've created. And then you think about the process that went into it. And we've had conversations with my students where, where they've actually gone, oh, I, I wasn't going to do anything here. I didn't know what I was going to do. And they've actually hesitated with that pen on that page. And then you kind of talk them into the process of saying, yeah, have a go. Just, just do it. Um, and it's amazing what they actually come up with because when they start putting that pen to paper, they start seeing that they can let go of that perfection. Um, which is something that, which is why I first took up the drawing process was for me because everything I did, every conversation I had with anyone was about, I'd go home and I'd replay them in my head and go, how did I stuff that up? You know, oh, I've made a wrong impression with those people. But then I started this drawing and it changed me in accepting that, yes, sometimes you do miss that mark and you do stuff up and you do make mistakes you go, oh, I actually did that. And, you can, and I can actually look at my drawings and, and figure out what was going through my mind over the process of creating the designs that I do. But, and my students are seeing that as well. 
You know, you know, Tracy, one thing that I, I think that you said that was important there is every mark does matter. Every mistake that we've made matters. And we, we've heard so many times people talk, you know, we learn more from the mistakes than we do the successes. Uh, you know, I was, I was a coach for years. I always learned more from my losses than I did my wins. So uh, I, think, I think you're bringing out a great point here that every mark does matter, whether it's, it's good or bad. There's something to be learned in every situation. As you said, every conversation you have with every, every person, you went back and you thought, you know, really, how, how did this interaction happen? How did this change me? How can I make this so this interaction is better the next time? And, and I think we've got to translate that to our teachers and to our students. And it's all about the process, like you said, too. I mean, every step that you take leads to more confidence. So, like, for me, I mean, the innovator economy brought so much confidence into my life because I would not be doing some of the things or talking to some of the people that I am now because of that experience. But also, like, I remember my first year in my current position as an instructional technology coordinator, I was really quiet and reserved because I was like, okay, I need to learn and observe what's going on here. Present to my teachers. My next step then the following year was to present at a conference, which for some people, that's really scary, you know? But it's because you take that one step and you get more comfortable at it that now you're like, okay, I can present at Google in front of a ton of innovators who are amazing educators. And taking that step really helped me. Um, I know like Spark... I was like, do I sign up or do I not? And then I was like, you're going to Google, you're signing up. It's going to be nerve wracking. You have to make sure you know your stuff because you're in front of experts in the room. But I was like, if you're going to Google, you're signing up. And looking back, I'm so glad I did. Oh, I know. And it was, that was my perspective too, <laughs> Stephanie. It was like, I'm going to Google and I really didn't have time to kind of process. Yeah, do I want to do a Spark? I went, yep, I'm doing a Spark. And then afterwards I went, oh, what have I done? But... <laughs> Then they send you out those slides and it's like you put it in there and you start to see what everyone else is doing and you're going, oh, how do I compete with them? Yep. Um, but then you go and you just, I th there's something about being there at Google that just inspires you and gives you confidence. And mm -hmm. um, I was like in my zone when I was presenting and some of the feedback just, it blew me away. And I went, you know, and that's, it's something that I'm passionate about, something that I do with my students, but, it wasn't until I had to think about how I would present it to Google um, that I started to realize that what it actually does for me and my students as well. Yeah. And like, too, like before we had to hear everybody's pitch. So you had to get up on stage, give a like one minute pitch about why people should attend your session. I'm standing up there and I'm like, oh, that session looks really good. Like, I wish I could go to that instead of my own session, you know, because I think ours was at the same time. They and, were. And, and so um, was Paige. And yeah. so I'm like, I want to go to both of those sessions. Like, mine's not that good, you know? And so you're hearing other people's sessions. But then I was like, well, I already signed up. I got to do it. Yeah. And, and I think, too, Stephanie, it, it's that, you know, it, to me, it, it was labeled imposter syndrome down in Google and it was instant. That was it. It's when you're in that room, you, as much as you're in there with those people that, you know, you've followed on Twitter and you've had conversations with for the two months leading up to it, it's, you still feel that you you shouldn't be there and you're not as good as everyone else. But I think there's just something that the support for each other. Yeah. yeah, and I think definitely that building that PLN is huge. 
Um, I mean, I know I wouldn't be where I am without my Sydney 19 people and my whole team supporting me to where I am now. Like I've gotten so many ideas and feedback just from the people in that room that I know if I go to them, they'll be there to help me and give me advice. Yeah. And that's one thing that I'll say too, is I actually, I didn't do a spark session there. Um, and I purposely went, and I don't know if you guys are going to believe this and our listeners aren't either. I actually went and I said, you know, usually I feel like I'm kind of the voice in the room. Uh, I want to sit and listen and learn. Uh, so I tried to not talk as much as I normally would while I was there. I always feel like I know you are smiling because I still talk a lot, but I, but I feel like the smartest person in the room is, is always the room. Uh, but in my district, when it comes to technology, instructional technology, I feel like that I'm having to talk all the time. I'm having to, you know, uh, be the one leading the conversations. I wanted to go there and I wanted to hear what is everybody else doing? What are all the other voices? So um, I kind of took a different route to it. You guys wanted to go and, you know, you're going to Google. You wanted to be on stage and, and do your thing. Uh, I wanted to, to listen and absorb and take in. And I feel like that I did that somewhat. And I feel like that I've, as Stephanie said, because of the PLNs, because of the ideas we heard in the room, I feel like I came back and have got so much more to offer to my district now. Oh, I, I, I agree there, Lance. And um, I think, too, that the PLN, it's mine has almost exploded since since Google and I've got so many more ideas that my um, bucket list of things that I want to do is actually growing every day because of all the people that I'm following and the conversations I'm having but um, when you go and going to Google I think we all went with something different and I went there to get out of my comfort zone even applying was um, I guess something that I would never have thought I was capable of let alone getting in that was a whole other ballpark kind of process and um i'm glad i did it it's definitely something that i'd recommend to anyone out there to to have a go and just do it so now we're going to go into our next section which is our memes and quotes which is my favorite so tracy what's your meme or quote for today um my quote are there are no mistakes there are only opportunities and that's by tina fey and i like it because even though we do you know, we do kind of fail or make mistakes at times. We have so many opportunities to learn from those mistakes and move on rather than just take those mistakes and just stay stuck. And then my uh, meme is they say we learn from our mistakes and then underneath it says that's why I'm making as many as possible. I'll soon be a genius um, because you really do learn from your mistakes. And I think you have to create a culture where it's okay to make mistakes because you learn so much from it. So because of all my mistakes, I'll soon be a genius. And then Lance, what's yours? There you go. And uh, this says Albert Einstein said this, but you know how it is on the internet. I'm not sure if you did or not, but it says anyone who has never made a mistake has never tried anything new. So again, uh, Google, Microsoft, Apple, all of these companies, uh, Facebook, you know, they didn't get it right the first time. WD-40 is called WD-40 for a reason because they messed it up the first 39 times before they, the 40th time they got it right. So don't be afraid to make mistakes. Try some new things that, you know, maybe as uh, Tracy said, get you out of your comfort zone a little bit because that's truly where you're going to grow at. 
And then now we're going to be talking about something that we learned this week that we can innovate for tomorrow in our classroom. So Tracy, what's something that you learned this past week? Mine is uh, Glide. It's basically you create an app from a spreadsheet. So I'm looking for a way to, for the next step of my innovator project. And I was recommended to use Glide. And I love the fact that in a spreadsheet, you can sit there, put your data in, and then it can create an app for an iPhone or an Android phone. Um, I think it's a great way to, I guess, change up the classroom a little bit and say, you know, for spelling lists or something, you could use the Glide app to do that as well. Yeah, I really like Glide too. I've been kind of exploring it too. And it's a really easy way for students, I could see, to create apps that they want to share too. Um, so my idea for this week is from Mary Ellen West. She, I did a presentation with her at ISTE and she's amazing. So you need to follow her on Twitter. But this idea is a review choice board. So students go in and they can pick if they want to view the notes, video, or infographic. And then from there, they pick which slide they're going to review the information before taking the test or um, doing the project or whatever you have your students doing. So it was a really cool idea, I thought, that she just had three different ideas and then students could use those in the classroom to help them. Yep, and uh, this week I, I picked uh, video feedback through Screencastify. Uh, and for most of you may not know this, uh, Screencastify just came out with a uh, certification program. Stephanie, have you completed that yet? I have. It was right. really good. Yeah, Tracy, have you uh, done the certification yet with Screencastify? I just did the uh, Genius certification last night. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so we're all cert Genius certified Screencastify users, right? We are. Yeah. There, yeah. You, there you go. So, um, using video feedback uh, for our students, you know, actually talking to them. Sometimes, uh, in our typing words are lost through or meaning is lost through text so uh you know using screencastify giving a little feedback to your students through that uh, i feel like it's a little more meaningful for our students thank you so much for listening to get inspired and innovate um, all of the show notes are linked to the website at getinspiredandinnovate.com so make sure you check that out make sure you're following us on twitter and make sure you're subscribing to the weekly email so you can get the show notes right into your inbox. Um, Tracy, how can people reach out to you if they have additional questions or need anything? Um, they can contact me through my Twitter handle. Um, so make sure you reach out to us on Twitter. We're very, we love having conversations with people on Twitter. So make sure you're doing that. Um, make sure you share the podcast with a friend this week. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Mm -hmm.